not uh, um, cause this delay, but nonetheless, we do have the intent to continue for today. We will do half an hour reading stories of the Odia and half hour uh, Q&A with everybody. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Yusuf ibn al-Husayn al-Razi. Abu Yaqub, Yusuf ibn al-Husayn al-Razi. Kana shaykh al-Ray wal-Jibal fi waqtihi, meaning the city of Ray and the area around him. Wa kana nasij wahdahu fi isqat al-Tasannu'a. We, we, we read this, but we'll read it again. He hated tasannu'ah, which tasannu'ah is, the concept of tasannu'ah is the idea that you are making a show of yourself. And a lot of ibadah, a lot of things, it's it's completely making a show of yourself, to be honest. Um, uh, this always exists in every religious cult, everything you do. There's, there's, there's tasannu'ah, uh, which is making a show out of things, okay? And uh, showing off. So Kana, he hated this. Tasanna. And he used to focus. And there's a group that propped up in Islam that some of it is good and some of it is bad. And that group are called the... Um, um, what are they called again, Rai? That group? Uh, SubhanAllah, their name is skipping my mind. This group, uh, Malamatiya, the Malamatiya, the Malamatiya were a group of people that they they wanted to purify their intentions so much that they want they made themselves appear like regular people. That's where it started as good, right? When they would just not put anything on themselves that would show that they're doing any extra ibadah. Mean, namely, they would just do all their ibadah at home. They would never wear anything that would make people think they're devoted right that that had this fine but they had extremists after that and those extremists went to the point of not doing sunnas and doing makruhat right doing things that are makruh and that's where we would say no that's not acceptable at that point they haven't entered the haram just the makruh right and they left off certain sunan right so that also could in some madhabs is unacceptable without a reason. Sinful. Okay. Leaving off Sunnah Mu'akkadah for no reason. And some madhabs are sinful, believe it or not. Um, so, uh, there's a big discussion about that in fiqh. That's gr- that group is called the Malamatiyah. Uh, right, for some reason the TV is on some connection guide. Could you just click yeah. off that thing? So I can see the comments coming up. <laughs> He says, لِأَنْ أَلْقَ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى بِجَمِيعِ الْمَعَاصِي أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ أَلْقَاهُ بِبِذْرَةِ تَصَنُّهُ To meet Allah with all the sins in the world is better than تَصَنُّهُ okay? تَصَنُّهُ رِيَاءَ Worshipping Allah for other than His sake. وَقَالَ إِذَا رَأَيْتَ الْمُرِيدِ يَشْتَغِلْ بِالرُّخَصِ فَعَلَمْ أَنْهُ لَا يَجِيءُ مِنْهُ شَيْءٍ When someone just starts up in their deen, and the whole time, and he's all with رُخَصَ 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 means Oh, there's a re- there's a, like a fatwa for this. There's a fatwa for that. There's a fatwa for this. He's lazy. He has no commitment. He has no nothing. Okay, he has no discipline. He has no desire to make any sacrifices. This is not the way of someone who's claiming that they want to draw near to Allah and go to the path of Allah. If it's a regular guy who's just trying to avoid haram in his life, that's his business. But he's not. A, that's not a murid. It's a regular common Muslim. 
رأيت آفات السوفية في صحبة الأحداث ومعاشرة الأضداد uh, the, the flaws of the murids develop when they keep the company of young people who are still into the dunya uh, people who are seeking the dunya seeking the opposite uh, people who are not interested in knowledge you keep their company too much you're going to get affected وَكَتَبَ إِلَى الْجُنَيْدِ لَا أَذَاقَكَ اللَّهُ تَعْمَ نَفْسِكَ فَإِنْ ذُقْتَهَا لَمْ تَذُقْ بَعْدَهَا خَيْرًا أَبَلَا May Allah Ta'ala not make you, the way I understand this, is someone who tastes the sweetness of the nafs, the showing off of the nafs. Why? Because it could be so tempting that you end up um, getting addicted to that and never moving beyond that. Ibrahim al-Riqi المعرفة is إثبات الحق على ما هو خارج عن عن كل موهوم. معرفة of Allah Taala he says is based upon knowing the truth and separating it from أوهام. أوهام are beliefs that people have that truly have no basis. These are called أوهام. وقال القدرة ظاهرة والأعين مفتوحة ولكن أنوار البصائر قد ضعفت. Okay, Al-Qudra Zahira. Qudra is there. Eyes are open. Your limbs are healthy. But the inner eye is weak. He's criticizing the, the, the situation in his time. Adafu al-Khalqi man da'ufa an raddi shahawatihi. The weakest of the creation is the one who cannot repel his desires. And the strongest of the creation is the one who is able to control his temptations. Isn't that the truth? And isn't every destruction of people? Isn't the destruction of all people? Okay. All right. The destruction of all people, all about desires. How do presidents collapse? Desires. Isn't the desire for ease? At some point becomes desire. The one who could bear the most hardship. Who is the, the strongest in dawah? Is it the strongest in knowledge? Not necessarily. It's the one who is, can take the most hits. That, that's the one who will last the longest in Dawah. The one who could t- hits doesn't have to be criticism from people. It could be failures. You tried this and it failed. Tried that and it failed. Tried this and it failed. Next is Ahmed ibn Atah al-Rudhabari. Yaqulu Ali ibn Sa'id al-Masisi. Sumiyatu Ahmed ibn Atah al-Rudhabari. Yaqul. He says, I was riding a camel. There's a mistake here. So the, the foot of the camel sunk into the sand. He used to imitate and he used to go in the paths of the poor. Then he was invited somewhere and one person said, And they spoke ill, and a man spoke ill of them, him and the poor people. Okay. إِنَّ وَاحِدًا مِنْهُمْ قَدْ اسْتَقْرَضَ مِنِّي مِئَةَ دِرْهَمْ 
ولم يردها ولست أدري أين أطلبه فلما دخلوا دار الدعوة قال أبو عبد الله أحمد بن عطاء الرذباري لصاحب الدار وكان من محبي هذه الطائفة So he's with the poor, the poor were invited and one man is bashing them He said, ah, this guy owes me a hundred gold coins They're no good, these people So one, that man who owes the hundred gold coins He says to the Uh, to the owner of the house who loves these people he loves the fuqara and the poor and the worshippers and all that he says right, if you want my heart to be at ease give me a hundred dirhams In, immediately he's a rich man he loves these poor worshippers he gave him a hundred dirhams so he said to one of the people, the youth, go and give it to the guy who we owe him the money. And tell him, So he said, this is what you were owed by one of our people. So it wasn't the, it wasn't the one who owed who asked the money. The leader, the sheikh of this group, asked the, the money. And he said, go pay and pay off the debt. Okay. And tell him He had an excuse He had a reason that he didn't pay you So accept his excuse and here's the money So they passed by the baqal a second time Okay, As they left the invitation They passed by that shop a second time Now the baqal said These people are excellent. These people, you can trust them. So, so much of our deen comes from good business practices. And what is good business practices? Pay what you're owed. Deliver the service you promised. That's how simple it is. What is a good credit, bad credit in our country? Is it anything other than uh, uh, you paid up on time? That's what good credit and bad credit is. I know some people that have issue happens they go out and they um, fix their credit by buying something on credit and paying it right away and they keep doing this a couple times right until the credit gets score gets better but the idea of uh, of of uh, of being an upright person in the community is very simple you said you'd fix uh, you you'd build me a wall build me a wall you said you'd uh, Drop me off from point A to point B. I mean, how many, how much of these airlines? They have some bad business practices. They overbook the seats, the planes. I had a ticket one time this year. I got there. I was the first one at the gate. I was the first one at the gate. I was there so in advance, before even the la- the, the 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 lady that checks your your. Um, that checks you into the plane before she even arrived. I get there, and I go to, I'm the first one there. They say, come to the side. I said, what's going on? This is like two hours later. She said, we might not have a seat for you. It's like, how? How? That we overbooked. Luckily, subhanAllah, just by some situation, that one person didn't come on the flight. Then they let me in. I was like, explain this to me. Explain this to me. I bought a ticket. I'm the first one here. They said, yeah, we randomly picked somebody. And that person has to be, he's going to get swapped out. Why is it? Because 
when one of our United uh, Airlines uh, workers wants to go back home, right? We we knock off a customer. Just business is not that hard. Deliver what you said you deliver. The most ugly thing I've ever seen is a stingy Sufi. Why? You're not supposed to love the dunya. You're supposed to give it away. How could you be stingy and call yourself a person? Sufi here just meaning not like some kind of weird tariqah that's floating around and going to uh, claiming that he's flying around and riding carpets. No, we're just talking someone's zahid, someone trying to draw near to Allah. That's what they mean here when they say that. Zuhad. Could you tell the brother, a brother's asking a question of how he can keep a miswak overnight. What do you mean, Yan? He's going to run away? <laughs> you, what do you mean? How do you keep it overnight? You put it on the uh, on the dresser. There's no secrets about it. Right? This, uh, uh, explain to me. Maybe I'm missing something. You only dip it, a tip of it in water the day that you need to... You, you get it to moisten it up so you can cut it, right? And then you chew it open, and then that's it. Every once in a while, you clean it out, and every once in a while, you chop off the extra uh, thingy, you know, the excess. That's it. It's going to dry out. The miswak is not going to be moist forever. Okay. Well, Jenny says, I keep mine in a safe. <laughs> Poor brother got 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 made fun of. My, some of your sins came off. That's okay. Uh, he then says another one. Ahmed ibn Muhammad al-Rudabari. Wasu'ila Abu Ali ibn an man yastamil al-malahi. Someone who listens to goes to listens to musicians and stuff. He ali halal li anni wasaltu ila darajat. لا تؤثر في اختلافات الأحوال فقال نعم قد وصل ولكن إلى سقر right a man said to him said to him there was a, a man he says that he can listen to music because it doesn't affect his state he has he says I have arrived at a station where I'm not affected anymore so they said what do you say about this he says um, yeah he arrived to Jahannam with that state say that the, the I mean, once you get to the point you said the haram has become halal for you because I'm, I'm a Sufi is not uh, affected by this. It is the way of everyone serious about the deen. Right? This is for seriousness. Don't mix it with silliness. Okay? Silliness meaning cutting corners of the deen. من علامة الاغترار أن تسيء أن تسيء فيحسن الله إليك سبحان الله the sign that you are being duped by iblis you commit sins and then all of a sudden you see good things happening to you so you say then I'm good I don't need to make توبة فتترك التوبة والإنابة توهما أنك أنك تسامح في في الهفوات so you say ah Allah doesn't mind Astaghfirullah, you're, you're off. You are completely astray at this point. Why, why is all this good thing happening to me if I'm committing sins? Good sins is not determined by what happens to you. Sins is determined by the book and the sunnah. That's it. 
and you may be receiving a lot of khairat as a test. I remember Sheikh Yahya was telling a story about like a guy who every time he would commit a sin, something bad would happen to him like right away. And then eventually he would commit the same sins and it stopped happening and he got really worried. And that was like why he made tawbah. SubhanAllah. The opposite. SubhanAllah. They should be worried. If you commit some masiyah and then nothing happens, like you don't get fined, you don't like lose something that's precious to you, like nothing bad happens that seems that would compensate that sin. Take away that sense. Even sometimes feeling miserable is what it is, right? This is istidraj. It's what it's called. When life goes really good, at the same time your deen is going really bad, and you're not recognizing it. You're not making tawbah. Now, if you're making tawbah, you could say that's Allah's generosity. It's still being generous to you. And also, let's talk about something else. The generosity, Allah may be giving it to you, is for your kids. We have to consider that too. Allah may be giving, being generous to you for the simple reason that you're helping other people. Let's say someone who cures cancer. Let's say our main man who does eye surgeries, and uh, let's just put his thing up on the screen for a second there. Let's say it's Ocean County Retina. The man has responsibilities. He goes and he fixes people's eyes. Right now, Allah Taala will then, therefore, for their sake, always ensure he's healthy. His arms work, his eyes work, his feet work. Allah's always guarding him from from ever having to not go to work anymore. Okay. For other people, so the generosity that's coming to you, don't think, oh, Allah's being nice to me. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. So it could be for other people that Allah's enriching you. Because you help other people. And that's why khidmah to other people is the best source of forgiveness. Okay, So halal and haram is known by the, by the Qur'an, by the book, by the sunnah, by the law. Not by how Allah is being good to you or not. And tawbah is required from every, okay, for every sin regardless of how you feel about it. Regardless, okay of how um, things are going in your life, all that stuff. Okay? It is, ex- it is a big difference between the qasa'id that are sung by the voice and our method of inculcating remembrance of Allah and lessons. Those qasa'id, the only time they are makruh is when a person is distracted from reciting Qur'an by them. That's the only time it's makruh. Other than that, it's halal. At all times, and even mandu, because you're remembering Allah, you're learning lessons. It touches the heart. It's good for you to do. That, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the ulama said, was the maqam of poetry. Hassan bin Thabit, would he uh, recite poems? How would he recite poems? With a, with a melody, and it would move people's hearts. That's acceptable and good. As long as it does not do muzahama, which means displace the Qur'an. Then we'd say, you're naqs. And this is now, you took in, taken something good and pushed out something better. The best of speech. That's a problem. Okay?
كان أستاذي في التصوف الجنيد وفي الفقه أبو العباس بن شريح وفي الأدب ثعلب وفي الحديث إبراهيم الحربي he says in تصوف I had an أستاذ in فقه I had a شيخ in, in literature أدب and Arabic I had a شيخ in حديث I had a شيخ next is Muhammad Az-Zujaji entry number 45 سئل أبو عمار ما بالك تتغير عند التكبيرة الأولى في الفرائض I see that you change completely at the first takbira in the obligations. He says, I'm afraid to open up my obligation not having sitq. So before he opens up his takbira to the ihram, his salah, they see him changing. So he's cleaning his intention essentially. فَمَنْ يَقُولُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ وَفِي قَلْبِهِ شَيْءَ أَكْبَرُ مِنْهُ Someone says, Allahu Akbar in reality. Something greater is bigger in his heart. Over time, something else besides Allah is bigger in your heart. And therefore, it is hypocrisy in your takbir. And he betrays his own nafs with his own tongue when he says, Allahu Akbar, it's a lie. Okay. Don't forget to like this stream and to uh, subscribe to our channel so that you can get live stream notifications, every video notification, and you can support the stream at patreon.com slash Safina Society. Now listen to this. If you're talking about a spiritual state that you've never experienced, that speech is a fitna to somebody else. And it's a, accusi- it's a claim that you're making that Allah will test you on. Okay? It's a claim that you're making. Alright? And Allah will test your claims. And Allah will forbid you from entering into a state that you showed off about without achieving. Alright? So this is why you don't make claims. Now, if you actually have experienced a state, a spiritual station and a state, when you talk about it to people, you will make them understand it with ease. Okay? Now, let me give you an example. If I come to you and I tell you how to make it into med school, that talk is nonsense because I never did it. If a doctor comes and tells you, it'll be easy and it'll be true. Okay? So that's the difference. You can only really truly speak about what you've done. Talk is, means nothing. Okay? Talk means nothing. All that matters is what you've actually done. Okay? If you've done it, okay? If you've done it, then you can explain it to people. If you have tri- trouble explaining it to people, then you haven't done it. All right, Ryan has another split screen for us. I'll go up in a second. وَقَدْ جَاوَرَ بِمَكَّةَ سِنِينَ كَثِيرَةَ وَلَمْ يَتَطَهَّرْ فِي الْحَرَمِ بَلْ كَانَ يَخْرُجْ إِلَى الْحِلِّ وَيَتَطَهَّرْ فِي احْتِرَامًا لِلْحَرَمِ He used to make his tahara outside the haram, not in the haram, out of respect to it. Abu Bakr al-Zakaq, what did he say? He was one of the companions of Junaid al-Sadiq too. 
لما مات أبو بكر الزقاق انقطعت حجة الفقراء ودخولهم مصر When Abu Bakr al-Zakkaq died, a lot of fuqara could no longer make hajj or visit Egypt because he was paying for it the whole time. He was paying for it. قال من لم يصحبه التقى في فقره أكل الحرام المحض If you do not have taqwa while you're poor, what's going to end up happening with you? You will eat the haram. You'll commit sins to gain your rizq. وقال تهت في تيه بني إسرائيل خمسة عشر يوما تهت تهت I was lost in an area of Bani Israel for 15 days finally when I got back to the road استقبلني جندي فسقاني شربة من ماء when I finally got back to the road I saw there a soldier an officer he gave me water. فعادت قسوتها على قلبه ثلاثين سنة. Okay. And that caused a rust over my heart for 30 years. Okay. Why is that? Perhaps that the wealth taken by the government was haram. That's why he's saying that. Announcement today we are going to be with Sheikh Yasir Fahmi. This is going to be online. Look it up. Where does it say? Okay, Prophetic Living is the website. We're going to be here with Sheikh Yasir Fahmi. Again, Prophetic Living is the website. The YouTube channel, sorry. YouTube.com forward slash Prophetic Living. It's going to be a day. It's it's an event that he does every Thursday called Dhikr and Fikr. Okay? All right, Dhikr and Fikr. Az-Zikr wal-Fikr. How's that? All right, let's start taking your Q&A and your comments. What do people have here today? The Dalil of Hassan bin Thabit is all over the Sira. No, it wasn't singing. It was melodiously saying the poetry. The poetry was always said melodiously. The, the poetry was never just said um, in a regular tone. It was always said with some melody to it. The of that could be that it... It has melody. Yeah, it has like melody. It's not, it's not just speech. It yeah. has a, a, a rhythm or mm-hmm. whatever it is, a, a scale or whatever. Um, they they also term it like when they when they would travel, they would they would say a, a poetry in a melodious way that would make the camels move. Okay, and that's how they would recite poetry. Poetry was not recited just like the way we're talking, like this. It was not recited like that. It was recited and it was stated, uh, it was said in a melodious manner. Okay. I saw this uh, thing somebody sent me that a bear kills a moose in a nature wedding. There was a nature wedding at a pond. A nature wedding. Yeah, you know, like some people get married in nature. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. No, no. <laughs> so, um,. They ended up the, uh, across the street. A moose got mauled, and and a bear, a bear, a bear wants to eat, right? Moose are huge and made a lot of noise. Okay. 
And you should see the shock on these people's face as if they've, they, they, did you know that animals have to eat each other? Like they're shocked. You went for a nature wedding, nature showed up, right? You got a nature wedding, right? That's what you asked for, okay? For the people who take my Thursday night class, we are still going. We're just taking the class uh, at Sheikh Yasser's. The link will be sent out to Arcview. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should literally see it's as if like have you ever watched the Nature Channel? Do you think that they're faking it, right? Animals eat other animals, right? Like there's oh my god, can't believe what's happening. What? What did you think is going on? Yeah. Oh, wow, subhanAllah. Is his hypnosis and psychotherapy permissible? I don't know what they do, to be quite honest with you. I really do not know. Someone says, sit down at the table and listen to these, um, you know, tones or something and talk about your problems. I really don't know what they do, to be quite honest with you. What was the miracle of Prophet Nuh since all prophets should have miracles as proof? His prediction of the, the flood is the biggest one. That's his, it's a prediction of the flood. Yeah. And his, uh, that is the biggest one. Because it, the flood didn't happen overnight. It happened over the day with light rain that got heavier and heavier. Why is that? Is to give people a last chance to believe. These men, Prophet has been saying that there's going to be a flood for years. Okay? How many years? So much so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order to make sure that everyone hears it, He told Say He He told Sayyidina Nuh that you you will build you will build the ark from wood of trees that you will grow yourself. How much wood do you think that took? How many trees? How long does that take for a tree to grow? 50 years? 100 years? So for that long, he was telling people that there's going to be a flood. Okay? So when it finally starts flooding, that's the miracle. Now you all get onto your... Uh, Get onto your ark. If one has a lot of slot to make up from when you were a teenager and you didn't know how to pray, should you only pray or make up slot and leave off sunnah? Yes. That was a question by X forward slash forward slash. Muhammad Shakib. How do you know Hassan Athab, Hassan bin Thabit used to recite the Qasida? Yes, uh, with the melody. Um, If, if you look into the books that they will talk about, there was a way in which they, they used to, when they uh, recited poems, they said, do I have a direct nas? I'll have to look it up for you. But it's, it's sort of one of those things that's well known. What is fikr? We know about zikr, but what is fikr? Thought, contemplation, contemplating, learning. Contemplation, mainly more contemplation than learning. Learning is... Is a transmit, it's a transmission from a sheikh to you. That's talim. Fikr is you yourself are thinking about 
um, you're thinking about um, the you know the revelation and things. Where can I find the dua after Dhuhr on Wednesday? It's called Hizb al-Nasl al-Imam al-Haddad. By the way, we read it uh, at that time. That dua is meant to be read every day after Dhuhr. So the, it, that is not specifically related to the dua of uh, Dhuhr and Asr on Wednesday. You make any dua. But that one that you want is called Hizb al-Nasr. And you know, we have to make that clear to people regularly. As I was waiting for the stream, I saw this clip from Ilmfeed from people saving a woman from the rubble. And she refused to get out without her hijab. Unbelievable. So the rescue team had to get her one. SubhanAllah. Unbelievable. Days later, and they still care about the shara, what God's law is. SubhanAllah. I don't know, sense and Matic, what, you're, what you mean by that. I don't have no knowledge about that. <laughs> Munib, have I met from the Naqshbandi Haqqani? No, I've never met one of them. No, it was not too late for them to... to, to uh, Sam is saying, if the miracle was the flood prediction, isn't it too late? No, it's not too late. It didn't just suddenly get flooded, right? It takes time. And he's there. They know where he is. Word spread. We all know where he is. And he said to his son, come on to the ark, which means there's still time for him to believe. But his son chose not to. Okay. How do you stay motivated to keep making dua? The dua itself should be a source of relief for you because you're talking to your creator and he wants this. He wants you to keep going. He loves for you to keep going. And know that things take time. The, the, the more you keep going, the chance, the greater your chances of hijab. How can we make da'wah to non-Muslims at college and make them interested in Islam? Invite them to Muslim gatherings so that they can meet Muslim people and see that across the board, these people, they lie less, they backbite less. You know, their life without alcohol, is that's what it looks like. like they don't have those problems. They may not have also the problems related to romantic dramas that happen, right? I had a youth the other day say to me that um, the life of a Muslim, just by the fact that they cannot, you can't touch the opposite gender, that eliminates, and this was a middle schooler telling me, it eliminates literally like 70% of your problems. The, just the fact that you cannot ever touch the opposite gender means that in your mind, this relationship will not, you know it's not going to a certain limit. So sometimes you don't even get involved in it if that was your motivation. Right? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Gambling, alcohol, a woman. Yeah. So, but here's the evidence. How do you, if I could say that to somebody, it means nothing to them. But they live and they hang out with Muslims for a period of time. Then they go hang out with their non-Muslims friend. Then they go back to the Muslims. They, they will see by themselves the difference. That this religion, regular people who practice this religion do not have these problems. Right? This is not a theory. This is 
practice. That's to me, I think, is the best source of Tao. Um, here's a question: Does swearing, cursing, cause your wudu to be broken? No, it does not. It's sinful, but your, your wudu is still valid. What's the best protection against negative thoughts from others regarding ambitious plans when working for Allah's sake? Keep your plans to yourself. Say, Nadi said this. Keep your plans to yourself. Do not tell it to anyone except those who are going to help you. Should protein powders come from a halal source? Yes, they should. For protein powder that you take, is it, it must come from a halal source. Okay. Yeah. What's that? A vegan protein powder, which is what? Made of like beans or legumes? By the way, there's another thing I'm onto these days. you got to try it next time you go to a Daisy restaurant. Uh, they're chickpeas. Daisy chickpeas? Yeah. Yeah, with the with the curry, yeah. That, how good was those? Oh, stuff was amazing. Yeah, you need a whole pack of gum afterwards, but still. What's your advice to young Muslim women today? And what was the best advice given to me in my life? Okay, that's a very good question. First of all. Because I'm not a woman, it's going to be limited what I have to tell you. But be, just just because I'm not a woman doesn't mean I can't speak on their behalf because I I have, I have relatives who are women. I have a wife who's a woman. And I have a daughter who are becoming women. And I'm seeing what they're going through and what benefits them. And from what I've heard and, and essentially what my wife hammers in uh, uh, you know, it, 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 when she talks about this, hammers in meaning like she repeats it. She thinks is that this is the best advice: the strong friend group from when you're a little girl, the righteous friend group. And I see her sifting through people. This one, no. That one, no. We're not going to hang out with that family. This family, yes, I would like you to hang out with that family, right? Okay. And and I think that that, that, to, that to me is the best advice for a young Muslim woman. It makes Islam easy, and it makes it with your friends um, something enjoyable to do, and it becomes just your DNA. After a few years, you physically can't do anything else. Like, your, your fitra will reject it. I think that is the best advice for a, for, for a Muslim woman. I would say for, for a Muslim man today, for a Muslim man, is uh, the masjid life. When I see guys de- deviate from the masjid, like they never show up anymore, it's never a good sign. And when I see people come to the masjid a lot, their life always gets better. And the best advice I personally got was seek knowledge. That's the best advice. Ignorance, shh. Ignorance of deen. Ignorance of deen. It's just, this is the worst thing. Knowledge of the deen is the best asset you could ever have in your life. Guarantee you that. If Allah wants good for him, what good? Did Allah say if Allah wants the good of the afterlife for him? If Allah wants the good of the deen for him? No. 
good. If Allah wills good for a abd, he gives him knowledge in the deen. That knowledge of deen will let your house, home life be good, your work life be good, your spiritual life be good, your emotional life be good, your physical life be good, everything will be, your financial life, everything will be good. If you practice what you learn. But you got to have something to, to practice. You got to know stuff. You cannot have piety if you don't know what's haram. You cannot have, uh, be pious if you don't know what's obligatory. Right? And then sunnah, and then makruh. Sense and Maddox says, if beef gelatin is in a vitamin tablet, is it permissible? I would just stay away from all that stuff. I would stay away from all that stuff. What's the best way to, to learn knowledge of the deen? It seems maybe it's heavy for some people. Imagine someone came up to you and said, hey, listen, you need to learn Japanese. I personally would not be able to learn Japanese. I would find it too heavy. But... If you tell me there's a Japanese community center there and they're doing these fun things, all of a sudden it's easy, right? It becomes easy. I go hang out with those people, eat with them, hang out. I'm going to pick up Japanese. That's what the message is all about, right? Learn the deen, go to these masjids, and, and not every masjid is going to be to your fitting. That's why there's, it's good to have many masjid in a city. One masjid, nah, it's, it's not my vibe. Okay, mashallah, they're wonderful people, but it's not my vibe. You go somewhere else, that is. Your age group, your mentality, your everything else. Right? That's, how, that's, that's who you're going to vibe with. To use uh, the terms of the youth right now. I know picking another madhab's opinion, says A.W., fatwa shopping is blameworthy. However, is it blameworthy to pick a weaker opinion within your own madhab for ease? Yes, it is. It, but if the opinion has strength to it, it's not the opinion, but it has strength to it, then it's lesser of an issue. Lesser of an issue. Anam says, is financial stability important over akhlaq of a person in a matter of accepting a marriage proposal? Like his 30% financially stable, 70% good character. Go, to, go for the deen and the akhlaq and the potential, the ability in the future to earn. It doesn't have to be set right now. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allah. Allah will make you uh, uh, a Quran. Allah will uh, uh, increase your risk. So, but what he should show is the ability, the potential, the skill. Like, does he have a skill? Does he have a work ethic? That's what you look for. He doesn't have to be a made man now or even near that. That's what I, if, as a future, inshallah, the father who's receiving husbands uh, or, or suitors, I would look at the akhlaq and the deen, as the Prophet said. I would look at the family. I would look at the work ethic and the, the skill that he has. Right? If he comes and he says, "Oh, I, I got, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a PhD in Shakespeare." Okay, what the heck? Who's going to hire that, right? Your answer speech. She could be that. She's the wife, right? Uh, with who? Yeah. Are you serious? She's friends with an actor. Interesting. That's why she could be a Shakespeare uh, pr- professor of Shakespeare. He doesn't have to pay for anything, right? So 
That's what I would look for. The potential. It doesn't have to have it now, but I see, like, you have a track in mind? Yes. Do you have a skill in mind? Have you learned? All right? Yes. Then I would say, okay, you've checked off that box. Latif ilahi, can we gravestone, get gravestones? Are they haram? Are there limits? The, the stone that does not have in it um, showing off, it does not have excess in it. It's just a piece of slab of, of, of stone or marble that has the name. It's acceptable. I, do not, I don't recommend people putting the name of Allah on it. The birds will come. An animal can come on that. That doesn't make any sense. The elevated ones, there's probably some questions in fiqh about that. And there may be start now competing people in the gravestones. The Muslims, the sunnah, as we know, is flat. They used to put like little gazebos attached to the grave because so people could sit there in the shade. That's fine as a gazebo, right? And in the Shafi'i school, at the end, uh, towards their history, they used to honor the scholars with a dome over his grave. Debatable, right? What is the wisdom of sending the final messenger to the Arab people, says Sam? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Well, first of all, as you said, wisdom. Wisdom, we all speculate what the wisdom is. Allah did not tell us exactly, but the wisdom is, a, is that, number one, that the messengers, the, the Arab people were so basic, they are the lowest common denominator of human life. The way they lived was so basic. So, the Prophet has to come to the most basic of people, Okay, and if they can get it and they could practice it, then those above them in civilization can definitely get it and practice it. That's number one. Number two, the they're easy to change. If you come to like, if if someone came to America, how could you change America right now? How could you change the Romans? There are too many institutions. It's so difficult. So you cannot put a whole lesson of transformation in one lifetime for them. Uh, in 23 years but you can with the Arabs that's what one of the things Sheikh Said Ramadan Abuti says one of the wisdoms is that they um, uh, they were so easy to change because their life was so simple not to say it was easy but they didn't have the trappings of institutions and governments and things like that that would make it impossible to change in one generation okay, so it was hard but it was doable in one generation and the other thing they said is that the um the, Arab, the Arabs had essentially a language and the book, the miracle of the Prophet was a book. It was words. Okay? The Arabs had the most expressive language. Secondly, it was about transmission. So you come to a people that don't use pen and paper. Their memories are extremely strong. So mass transmission became very easy with them. They all memorized everything right away. And they were able to transmit it. Um, on top of that, Allah Adam, there are other, some other wisdoms, such that the Arabs, for example, um, the simplicity of the life, they, they represented the uh, primordial human being. Life is so simple. Basic needs is all they go for. Right? And Allah knows best. It's also Arabia actually is the center of the world. If you look at, you have Africa to the, to the west, Shem, which leads you to Europe, Anatolia in that area, to the north, per, northwest, Persia to the northeast, India's right there too, southeast. So it's a very central location. It's also a place that had no prior 
um, le legacy. Nobody goes to Arabia except for Islam. Nothing raised up the Muslims, the Arabs, except Islam. So you don't want you go to Rome. Oh, okay, you're Rome, right? We expect you to rise up, right? That's the idea. Okay. So you go a place that is a zero, a complete and utter zero. Then these people rise up. You know for sure they rose up for, because of Islam. How can I advise a friend who is going through depression and anxiety about their future? What I mean is they don't know their goal. How can we improve our patience and get motivated? I think that uh, these things are, to be honest with you, a lot simpler than people think, which isn't to belittle the situation. But close your eyes and daydream. That's sometimes the best way to get out of a funk. Like close your eyes and imagine somebody says, your mind right now is a canvas. It's a, it's a movie screen. Play the movie that, that you would get you excited movie of your life like what would your life look like that would get you excited immediately you start feeling better just thinking about it right just thinking about it you start feeling great and keep thinking about it keep thinking about it keep thinking about it keep playing that and and develop that movie that's all fake and in the imagination but that's isn't that where everything starts so play that movie in your mind immediately start feeling better now Nothing exists except that is composed of simple parts. In mantiq, al-ilm al-nadhari mutakawun min al-ilm al-daruri. Right? A complex idea, like a complex mathematical equation, what does it consist of? Simple things. Right? Very simple things. Very simple mathematical formulas. So that dream you have, it may be extremely complex in your mind but it is composed of very simple things so you start working on those simple things and when you work towards a goal that's the best way to remove your depression that's my that's that's my two cents as a non-psychiatrist or psychologist emma says hanafis and shafi say when reading quran and salah your own ears need to hear that is correct if it is an outlet out loud prayer that's the bare minimum of out loud okay every let's say five people are praying salat an out loud prayer everyone should hear themselves as long as you hear yourself you fulfilled the function of being out loud that's it dino says is the story of gabriel filling fir'aun's mouth with mud sahih Yes, it is. If so, isn't repentance in the heart? What's the point of preventing the utterance? Um, he prevented other people from believing. So he's now earning his punishment. Okay? And... The question of repentance in the heart... Yes, it is, but the shahada is not. The testimony of faith is not. It has to be on the tongue. So that was the beginning of his, the, the idea of the, the door being closed. That few minutes, or that few seconds, is not what would have made the difference. 
he had 40 years, according to some versions of the story, said that Musa spent 30 years being raised by the Pharaoh, 10 years in Midian, 40 years back negotiating with Fir'aun and calling him to Allah, then 40 years in the desert with the Bani Israel, died at the age of 120. Lucy says, my family member has a disability, is not getting out of his feelings. Okay, that's one of those new expressions, right? What does it mean, right, getting out of his feelings and experiences as to why he is disabled? How do I tell him? Beliefs are not based upon your feelings or experiences. Why do some disabled people try to justify things like, how can Salah be fought upon me? Yes, they have a long-term disability, but they drive, play games, etc. Why the justification? To be quite honest, this is a heavy question. I don't want to say something that's not going to be really beneficial to you. I never had somebody that I had to talk to in this situation. But I do believe and I do have seen that people go through phases where they are full of anger and they're in denial about their situation. And I have, I have seen that they eventually, it, that goes away. They just get accustomed to their new life. And oftentimes, if they have a positive, clean heart, they start talking about it in the good. Like, this has saved me from so much. This has saved me from a life that I would have led otherwise, etc., etc. So, it depends where they are in that phase. If it's fresh, I would probably be very sensitive how to talk. If it's later on, I really would ask someone with more experience with it. And may Allah protect all of our families from, from, from having those... Uh, it's not an easy tribulation. It's a very difficult tribulation. Okay. How to stop yourself from feeling demotivated if tahajjud does not result in fulfillment of du'as? It's not a vending machine. Have sabr, have adab. Have sabr, have some persistence to your personality. Have some sandpaper to your personality. Have some grittiness. Keep going. That's what's going to give you success. It's not going to be an automatic result. right? And blame ourselves. Maybe we are the ones with a lot of rust in our hearts that needs to be washed off by a decade, a year, two years, three years, four years. It take, remember, it takes four years to get a high school diploma. It's not even a big achievement, right? These days the kids have little ceremonies every, t- every two steps they take, right? What's a ceremony for? Oh, moving from fifth grade to sixth grade. Just stayed alive. Everyone's moving from sixth grade to sixth grade. You stayed alive. That was the real, that's all it takes. But we do it just for the fun of the kids and appreciate the teachers and stuff. Eighth grade to high school. Okay, maybe. Right? Maybe. High school to college. You ask anyone right now in their 40s if getting graduating high school felt like an achievement. They say, no, it was just a day. Everyone have graduated from high school. Right? But it took four years. So... If you value something more than a high school diploma and it takes more than four years, it's justified. So have subit, have grittiness, have a, a type of junkyard dog mentality. If your parents pansied you and, and, and gave you uh, everything you wanted all the time right away, that's the problem. Don't go that route in life. Toughen up. Be, be somebody who will just not take no for an answer. And trust me, I have seen people who were in situations, and I said, there is no way you're achieving the, what you're saying you want to achieve. And they possessed zero, zero of the attributes 
that it would seem for them to need to achieve their goal. And then I looked back, and years passed, didn't see them for a while, and they achieved it. I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you, I have seen, and, and let's just say in the dunya, if they're doing it for the dunya, imagine for the deen. I have seen a kid, a kid. This kid is the biggest nerd, socially awkward goofball I had ever seen. I'm telling you. He would be in, in our gatherings, and we're trying to be decent Muslims. Couldn't help laughing at this kid, right? But as high schoolers, we just could not believe a human being is so weird, right? We couldn't believe it. Biggest, goofiest, weirdest person because they never had siblings, right? And they never had American parents and immigrant parents. And he's all alone all day. Just weirdo. And it got in his head that he wants to be buff, rich, built, uh, 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 he wants to have a Porsche, and he wants to go to Harvard. I said, man, dude, you are so far off from all of that, okay? And I'm telling you, he got obsessed. And fast forward 10 years, he had all of that, all of it. Okay. He got into Harvard. He got a Porsche. He got into med school. And he was obsessed with the gym. And he was buff. He had all of that stuff. Okay, And we saw him at a phase when he was just a complete goof. Right? But none of that mattered. What mattered was the strength of his desire, number one. And it fueled a type of personality that was just like, he wanted it so badly, you hit his head against the wall, you're not going to stop. You put a brick wall in front of him, he will not, he'll just keep his hitting his head against the wall. He will knock down every obstacle. And he did. He did. I could not believe he got into Harvard. You know how hard it is to get into Harvard? I thought they thought, like, you are so weird, you're like an exotic, you know they like the exotic in these, these some of these schools, they got so all the posh kids... Right then, they need someone exotic, and then he went and he saved up, and of course uh, he took some of his parents. His parents didn't have a lot of money, but he saved up. He did everything. He got a Porsche. Okay, went to med school. He's gonna be rich, and he became obsessed with the gym. Started saying no to everything. Gym, gym, gym. Every day, gym, gym, gym. He did it, right? And it just goes. To, if he's doing that for the dunya, why can't we do that? And we should be able to do that from the most generous of the creators. So, good for him. He proved us all wrong. And on those fronts, it's doing better than all of us on those fronts. Uh, Zaira, the story of Sayyidina Musa being a means for the shortening of Salah from 50 to 5. Is it Sahih? Yes, it is. Yes, it is Sahih. Showing the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Musa that the prof, our Prophet did not ask for the decrease. It was Sayyidina Musa. Sayyidina Musa dealt with people before. He was a leader of, of, of a nation, so he knows. Okay. What is your advice for Muslims going abroad for studying or to live so that their iman stays strong? It's, it's not about the country you go to. 
You can go to Mecca or Medina and suffer. It's about the company you keep and the intention you made. And if you believe, and if your mentality is that being in this country, I could take my foot off the pedal off the metal, I could take my foot off the pedal, and the country being here is going to save me, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. You have taken the asbab as the musabib. No. What's going to save you is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answering your, your, your dua and, and seeing your efforts. So the person who believes that Allah is only my savior, if he's in Alaska, he'll do better than someone in Medina. Or let's say, not say Medina and Manawara, let's say um, a Muslim country with shiuch. That that person goes there and says, I'm here and they should save me now. Right? I don't have to do anything. I'm here. Being here is what should save me. No, you're actually in big trouble. Really big trouble. Because you've made the sebab as the musabib. Right? And that's the problem. So my advice to them is just keep working as hard as you were working before. Don't expect all these, these, this support now to be able to lift you up. You have to do the work. And whether you're in the Islamic countries or you could be here in New Jersey... If you're directed to Allah, that's what really what benefits you. It's the suhbah. It's the, the, the scrapping mentality. I cannot get rid of a trial, says Muhammad, that I'm currently facing. It just doesn't seem to get better. I make constant dua, repentance, give sadaqah, any advice. Check, check all, see if any there are prohibitions. Okay? And sometimes there is no solution. Allah is teaching you to be gritty, to be tough, to have sandpaper in your personality. Okay? Okay? Maybe that's what Allah is teaching you. So sometimes Allah does not elevate a trial, especially if, let's, uh, I'm not saying about him, but if it's a trial of like, uh, someone like someone's bothering you or a temptation Allah will keep that to test to, to make you learn what sitq uh, actually means what it means to, to, to have sabr what it means to do something certain things cannot be taught as concepts you have to live them that's it so what do you do when you lack ambition well, like I said, um, when you feel like you're totally lacking ambition, that's when you have to shut your eyes, scan your heart, and see what makes me feel good, feel great on the inside. That's what's going to motivate you, right? What would make you feel like, I want to get up and go get it right now? You have to paint that image in your mind, in your imagination. That's what's going to get you out of a funk, right? Okay. What is the difference between being analytical and emotional or intuitive or rational? Well, Analytical 
is your brain. Emotional and intuitive is your heart. Analytical and rational is your brain. Emotional and intuitive is your heart, right? And I think that the relationship is that you need your heart to create desire. But then you need to use your brain to achieve the desire, right? And when you start giving up, you need to tap back into your heart. Why do I do I doing this? Why do I love this? Remind yourself of what you love and then keep going. And the heart that swings from one thing to the next, that's a person who never achieves anything. So now he's into Islam. Two weeks later, he's into like real estate. A year later, he's into... No, you can be into all these things at once, but I don't like unst- instability. Right? If like you're into something, be into it. If it's serious, a serious matter like the dean. This is a serious matter, right? It takes your whole life to be part of this. You don't waver on this. You may have strong days and weekdays. But I would not trust somebody, oh, he's all into the dean this year, and all of a sudden next year he's, what? Yeah, next year he's like into something far off. Doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if you make an intention, make that intention. You're only going to really, truly reap the benefits of anything you do after about 20 years. That's the truth. Even medical school. You want to be a doctor and you want to be rich? All right, good. You're probably going to be paying back all those loans for the first 10 years of your, your life, right? Of your work life. 10 years to become a doctor, 10 years to pay it all off. Now you start reaping the fruits of it after it's paid off, right? Don't ask me about the loans and all that. There's no solution for that. You can't have, uh, you, if you're emotional slash intuitive only, your life's not going to work. If you're analytical and rational only, your life's not going to work. If you want to, to learn both, this is one of the wonders of how Allah gave us a mother and a father. Right? One will be, tend to be more intuitive and emotional than the other. And by the way, for sure, for sure, I believe that women have, a, a, in general, a more of an emotional intelligence of sensitivity, how to talk to people, right, than, than guys do, right? But that doesn't always mean that the guy is the rational one and the woman is the emotional one. Intuition or the ability to coax people to be sensitive is different. Sensitivity is different. Sensitivity is, I believe is different than emotional. A man can be emotional and rash, okay, and make terrible decisions in his life, whereas the woman, Allah granted them sabr to think things through first. I've seen that firsthand, okay? So don't always confuse it that it's 100% always along gender lines. What I believe is always along gender lines is the natural sensitivity that uh, women will have in communication. Like they read body language better, they see when people got upset, they know that this word upset them. And sometimes us guys may not see that, right? We just like ra- railroad over people with facts and reason and don't realize that they got upset. That I think is there's more universal to be able to say than to simply say that men are just purely rational and women are emotional. I think that there can be many men who do make destructive emotional decisions too, while many women can make sound logical decisions. And a lot of but I, I think that's driven by taqwa too. Okay.
person says, I committed some wrongs and I feel embarrassed to make du'a to Allah. That's shaitan. Keep going back to Allah. Make tawbah and keep going back. Never be embarrassed to make du'a and say, oh, I don't deserve it. No. No. Make tawbah and go back to Allah. That is Iblis trying to get you off the path of Allah Ta'ala. And if you lost your motivation, like go back to what we said, that meditation. of, And you have to be in touch with how you are actually... Motivation is from the heart, right? So how do I get myself to be excited about something again? You shut your eyes and you paint that conclusion. The best business advice that someone gave me, it's actually life advice. He said, uh, I said, hey, give me some advice on, on how to run things. He said, okay, tell me right now, if you had all the resources in the world, what would your product look like? What would your business look like? I was like shocked. I never thought about it that way. I always think about the limitations you have. He said, no, no, forget all that. Tell me what your goals are. And I'm like, well, what's the point of that when I don't have the resources? Just tell me because we don't have a direction if you don't paint this picture first. We don't know where we're going. We don't have an address. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's got that down. He's got that down. We have to have that picture first. Then we could actually go there. So that's the idea. Sometimes you have to go to the back end first. What does the conclusion look like? How do you deal with the inner turmoil of a city trying to bring bars, clubs? I'm politically involved, but I'm trying not to feel intimidated by powerful, by the powerful in this situation. I think you got to keep fighting. You got to make alliances. Try to make alliances. Try to find people who can support you as a group. Try to get maybe the, the conservatives with you. A sister asks, I have been having many nosebleeds lately and I'm worried about accidentally tasting the blood during Ramadan. Would it break my fast? Yeah, no, I, no the, the impossible situations do not break your fast. Like, let's say I'm walking in Ramadan, I don't have an umbrella, and the rain is coming down. Guarantee at some point some rain will enter your mouth. You're not taken for that except if you were sloppy about it, let alone intentionally, we know, but if you were sloppy about it. So you know in Ramadan you can do this, right? Likewise, if you get nosebleeds, have always have tissues with you while you're fasting so you could stop it. If you're walking in Ramadan and some dust enters your mouth, you're not, if you're cognizant of it, you can spit it out. But if you're not even, and it's completely impossible otherwise, you're not taken into account for that. Proper gender interactions for an unmarried person who has married friends and generally online. There's really, you just ask yourself the business. What's my business with this person? What is my business with this person? And don't create business. Fake business. Oh, I have to text them for dawah purposes. No, you don't. Okay. Oh, I need to, to make sure I share this video with them. No, you don't. Someone else will do, oh, there are many sisters who do dawah. You're not have to be the, 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 the savior here. Okay, that's Shaitan tricking you. Oh, we have to work on the homework assignment together. Since when do you do homework in the first place? Right. Now all of a sudden you have to do homework. Shaitan, that's it. Do I have business with this person? If it's business with this person, it should be out in the open above board. It doesn't have to be private. How can someone become wealthy according to the deen? You make the intention. You ask Allah to show you the way. Many wealthy people in the community. That's how they do it. Okay. Does it mean anything if suddenly Allah opens the path to visit many sick family or those giving birth or random family like traveling somewhere and suddenly also their 
um, question got cut off. I don't know if it means something that suddenly you're able to visit people. I guess you can learn something from them, and maybe they're going to learn something from you. Remember, tonight is Laylatul Jum'ah. It's the night of Salah on the Prophet, so get busy with that, especially as Maghrib comes in. It is said that the final messenger was sent to a people who that didn't receive a messenger before. No, they did receive messages before. They did receive messages before. Okay. How can two Muslims get to know each other in a non-Muslim country? Through an intermediary, through an upright family couple that can uh, facilitate them meeting and sitting together a number of times without necessarily being in, in, uh, doing anything close to haram or suspicious or that people could say something bad about you. Uh, sniffing water in your nose for ghusl, for wudu, rinsing your mouth in fasting, yes, it's permitted. Can I eat KFC that is halal? Yes, if it's truly halal, why not? Okay. Huh? Yeah, not say bismillah and eat halal, not it's a Christian country halal. There's no such thing as a Christian country. Okay, and, and the Christians don't slaughter. You said shahada must be on the tongue. Why? The only reason that you have justification not to say la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah is that if someone else will die or you will die or they will cut off someone else's limb or cut off one of your limbs. Then you may say, keeping my shahada secret is halal for me. And of course, Firaun, what is he? He's the, chief, he's the king. So there's no one going to harm anybody else by him saying the shahada. Ibrahim Khan says, motivation is overrated, discipline is everything. They got to go hand in hand for someone who doesn't have discipline to get disciplined. Can a Muslim add their pronouns on social media? No. No. That's like having a haircut that only the Fasiqeen have. Or wearing a badge that only Fasiqeen have. I'm done with them. Right there, on the spot, finished. I have no relationship with you. Yeah, you, you, you go. I know, I know who you keep, who you hang out with now. I know who, what kind of company you keep. So I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. Now you, some of you out there might have to uh, deal with those people, but I don't. I'm not about people that way. Does inhaled bukhur smell break your fast? Yes, inhaling bukhur breaks your fast because it could form a drop of liquid that could go into your throat. What else we got here? Yeah. What are they saying here? What is which one is that? Is it possible uh to say that the wife is always right? In real life in real life, in the heat of the moment. There is pretty much no point in telling your wife she's wrong. Okay? There's no point. What you need to do is that you need to deflate that situation right away. 
Later on, when the mood is better, when the mood is changed, when you earn some credit, you may introduce the new idea that you're trying to say. Okay. Mafsada. Right? That is a big mafsada. There are some relationships you don't want to have any of this ever, right? So if that bull is coming at you, just get out of the way, right? Oh, okay, yes, fine, that's, that's fine. Later on, when the mood is better, when people are in a open-minded situation, m- vibe, mode, mood, whatever you want to call it, then you may implant in a very nice, gentle way. you got to watch the movie Inception. And put in the incept the idea of the opposite of what you believe is right in a nice way that can be swallowed, right? So, and Allah knows best. Every husband will have their thing, every wife will have their thing. So, there are no set rules for this stuff except the rules of actually what actually works and what doesn't. And that's why rational people who only deal with books, they don't, they don't succeed in marriages until they hit walls. And then they start to learn how to talk, how to deal with uh, each other. What kind of meditation, ibadah, did the Prophet do in Ghar Hira? Allah Adam, we know maybe some of the old ibadat at the time of Prophet Ibrahim, some fikr, things like that. A couple more questions before we wrap up. You talked about keeping your shahada secret for the same reason in MBF 98. Coincidentally, I listened to it today. Subhanallah. You see that? And my imam at the masjid also talks about it. Subhanallah. So now we all know the ruling. Right? No, he's not a Muslim. No, he's not a Muslim. Not a Muslim. Can someone be extravagant when it comes to fragrances? Inshallah, it's, uh, the Prophet did say that money's not wasted on fragrances. I believe that means that um, within a, a set of norms, I believe, because other people benefit from the fragrance, that's why. Can a woman wear something with animal prints? Yes, why not? You can wear a cheetah fur if you want. It's halal for us. We're not one of those people. No, we're not. We wear furs. But we should make use of the animal too by eating it if it's an edible animal. So Native Americans, how do they keep warm? They have to eat a fur. They have to, they have to hunt things and, and, and wear furs. We're not vegans and vegetarians and animal rights activists here. They go to an extreme. They have no limits. They don't know when to stop. You notice that these secular movements never know when to stop. All right, feminists. First wave feminism. Okay, you got that. Your those rights. What's next? All right, second wave feminists. Third wave. You, okay, you got those rights. They don't know when to stop. We know when to stop. We as Muslims, we would know when to stop, right? Huh? Yeah, it's the Fast and the Furious. They don't know when to stop. They don't know when to stop making the movies, right? They don't know when to stop making the movements. So, first wave, second wave, third wave, fourth wave. Uh, uh, the the animal rights people. When do you stop? You don't know when is the had of where is the animal to be used, when is he not to be used. We have a very simple rule. The animal is meant to serve the human being's benefit. The animal may not be uh, uh, tortured. You cannot destroy their life. You can, I mean, like their, their habitats. All we have, They have rights, but we also have rights. When we need to use them, we are allowed to slaughter them. 
Simple as that. Beyond that, they should be fed, they should be treated. If they're bothering the human being, the human being takes priority. So if there's all sorts of roving wolves and coyotes, we're going to shoot them, right? We are going to shoot them. Their human takes priority. All right, you have a situation that's very unfortunate. Hammurabi or whatever that monkey, that gorilla was called. What is it called? Harambi. Uh, it's terrible what happened, but guess what? In Islam, caging him would be haram in the first place. How's that? Why are you caging an animal that has testosterone and needs to move and get stuff and move around? This is not some kind of peacock that you just is happy in the zoo. You're doing him a favor. Zebra, you're doing them a favor. All the herbivores, you're probably doing them a favor to have them in a habitat. They won't be eaten. But lions and tigers and bears, this all this haram for us. Leave them alone. If they bother us, we will shoot them. If we need to use their furs to get to, to stay warm, we will slaughter them and have their furs. If I want to wear their furs because it's beautiful, I will wear their furs, right? So at, so secular movements, they don't have a, a limit. They will just keep going, right? And that's the problem with these things. Where, when is it going to stop for these secular movements? This may seem like an odd question, but I keep seeing people online saying women are not allowed to work. They say that there is too much fitna nowadays. Not all places have... Uh, fitna an Islamic school for example will not have a fitna yeah, there could be fitna there there could be fitna in a hospital but it's it's about the permissibility of the work and the modesty that has that takes place in the work there, you think Dawah doesn't have fitna right you think Dawah doesn't have fitna you think you're working in an Islamic organization like Islamic Relief you think Shiuch don't have fitna they have a lot of fitna. When, when a student of knowledge gets inappropriate, when a uh, volunteer doesn't know their limits, when an employee becomes too interested in the sheikh, right? Or the imam, or the da'iyah, or whatever, what have you. You don't think there's been fitna in hiv schools? Fitna is everywhere. Of course, it could be more places than others. So it's about the akhlaq, it's about the haya, and it's about the, uh, the, 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 the taqwa of the people. And at the same time, there are certain things that's totally haram. Okay? Where the jobs that were revolved lahu, the jobs were by so much traveling alone. What is Chief Latif saying about LinkedIn? How do you deal with a coworker trying to have you call them by their preferred pronouns? All right. Sometimes I, t I, would, I would have to just... Uh, I'm not going to lose my job for that. I wouldn't lose my job for that. If you doubt having wudu, yes, you have to redo it in the Madiku school. Yeah, I cannot have doubt about wudu. What are you going to say, right? My dad was saying at his work, there was a, you know, a South Asian guy who yeah. changed his gender. He became a woman. Wow. And uh, there was one co-worker who would always call him by his old name. <laughs> <laughs> he refused <laughs> to accept it. <laughs> but he would like make it seem like it was an accident. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't understand the pronoun thing because you're not there when I use your pronoun, right? 
you are not there unless you change your name to Allison or something. You are not there when I when you change when I talk to you about your pronouns. Like that. Is it hard. huh? It's a burden. It's very hard to do. Like you need an index of everyone's pronouns. It's not practical at all. Yeah. It's not practical. I don't even know your name. First of all, now you want me to know uh, call you uh, a different pronoun behind your back? I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. Behind your back, I need you to call and refer to me. So that's like me saying, "Hey uh, guys, Savina side announcement. From here on, I want you when I'm not here, refer to me as Al Sheikh Al Qutb Al What? It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um, can we watch movies, the cartoons about Sayyidina Musa, etc.? No. Um, Anam Lodi saying, uh, I showed the Prince of Egypt about the story of Moses. A parent sent me an angry email because I showed the movie of the students. Yeah, Taban. You can get fired too. Pink slip to Anam Lodi. Uh, permanent file. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, you shouldn't show that movie to an Islamic school. Are there more Maliki fit classes? Yes, there will be. Inshallah. Okay. Uh, Imam al-Bayhaqi said, building flat graves is a sign of people of Bid'ah. Maybe at that time when it was not needed, but a flat grave that marks that there is a grave there, right? And marks the name so that people can visit them. That is permitted. That is acceptable. Maybe at that time, only the people of Bid'ah did that. Yeah. But I guess he meant a stone, flat gravestone. Is that what you mean by that? I guess that. Yeah. Uh, Typhoon Sarai objecting because I'm not answering his questions. Let me go up and look for Typhoon. Which one? Oh, it, there's nothing special about it. It's all just regular Islamic stores and shops and stuff. Not, there's no secret location except my the kufi that I have. I need a factory, by the way. Anyone who has a uh, like a Daisy factory or anything that you want to do a favor. For a Muslim brother, okay. Um, get me a Pakistani factory or one of these factories so I can just send them one sample and they could just make me like 10. Yeah. Can one follow Maliki lip moving in Salah? For the silent prayers. Not for the out loud. You have to hear yourself at the very least. Are women allowed to wear minimal jewelry if it makes no noise? Yes. It's about the noise and the attention getting. That's what it is about. It's about noise and attention getting. Typhoon says, Tomorrow Turkish mosques in the Netherlands are going to be praying that janazah that the Prophet only prayed once for the Christians. Um who became Muslim so coincidental, subhanAllah. Salat al-Ghaib, basically, for all the earthquake victims. It, it exists, I believe, in the Shafi school. I don't know about the Hanafi school. I don't think so, but... 
Let's go and move on to see what else. Um, we got to leave. We got to go to Boonton. Right? We, it's not going to be four, number one, but also, I really don't want to hit traffic, right? How do we know when to stop making du'at for something? When you stop wanting it. As long as it's possible, and you still want it, go for it. If you don't want it, you stop making du'a for it. If it becomes physically impossible because someone died, then you stop. You can't make du'a for it anymore. But if it seems like there's a there are a million obstacles, that doesn't that's nothing. Obstacles are nothing for Allah. Guess what? Ashir Adrian Kirk posted on his Facebook that this man who was beaten to a pulp, completely innocent, according to all the reports, Tyree Nichols. After this, he after that he was uh, turned out he was a Muslim after all this time. He's a shaheed. A shaheed. He is a shaheed. Beaten to a pulp for no reason whatsoever. Those those officers, okay. And I'm the I'm a, I'm the religious advisor for the the Muslim officers here. I love them. I'm having nothing against the police. You commit a murder like that, and you're supposed to be the law enforcement. You really should have a double punishment. It's got to be double. It's got to be worse. It can't just be the death penalty. It's got to be worse. I'm a proponent of the death penalty if the person actually committed the crimes. If he actually committed the murder, well, it's eye for an eye. Life for a life. But the inheritors get to choose, not the state. Not the state. Not the judge. Not the jury. The inheritors. Tyree Nichols has a mom. Got a dad. Has Does he have kids? I don't know. Does he have a wife? I don't, yes, he did. He had a wife and kids and a mom and a dad. He has four inheritors. He has one kid, one mom, uh, one kid, and then wife, mom, dad. That's four inheritors. They're the ones who should choose. Do we want the compensation? Do we want... Uh, do you want compensation? Do we want to forgive him? Or do we want the death penalty? If one person says, raise your hand, says no death penalty. Okay then it's no death penalty. Now we ask them the question, compensation? If the wife says, I want compensation, the dad says, forget it, I don't want the compensation, and everyone else says we want compensation, you get the compensation based upon the percentage that you would have earned. And it, and how many of them killed you? Killed him? There were, what, five guys beat him down and two were involved? That's seven. You're all guilty. That's sharia. I'm just telling you what the sharia would look like. We know it's not going to happen, but I know I'm telling you what the shit would look like. Just so you have an idea, this justice is far better. That justice brings the victim's family front and center. Why would I have some ju- jury and some judge decide the sentencing? How is that fair? This is not a crime done against the state. This is a crime done against a human being. Their family should decide this. What is your opinion on hijabi sisters who record their workouts and post it online? If it's only for women's, I would still be against it. Uh, like a women's only, I would still be against it. You don't know who's behind these accounts. Uh, yeah. 
Yes. It is not, there's no need for this. If you want to do this, do it in person where there's no record for this because any guy could take his sister's phone or his wife's phone and go into these private Instagram accounts. By the way, these private Instagram accounts, they're not so private. There is a guy who's bashing me. There is a guy who's raising a big threat against me. I'm going to expose him. I'm going to, we're going to address him over something I said that was like totally normal. All the scholars agreed with it, right? He didn't like, and he thinks that I'm like trying to attack his scholars by saying the opposite opinion. By the way, for this guy, he knows who he is. All of what you think is a private Instagram feed, it's gotten to me, it's gotten to everybody, right? There's no point in private Instagram feeds, right? And then being embarrassed when they're out there and exposed. Listen, I don't want to have some beef with another Muslim, pious Muslim, right? I'd rather uh, smooth it over. I don't know what all the big talk is, right? Over what? Literally over what? But... I'd rather uh, smooth it over with every Muslim possible. But be careful what you put online, even if you think it's private, right? Even if you think it's private, anybody could get it. All right, let's close out with Dua and Nur here. Last question, can we defend the USA if the home of the free is invaded? Any country that you're, you're involved with, right, uh, that you live in, you are allowed to defend it from invaders. Okay. You are allowed to, inv- uh, to, to, to protect it. Not only allowed, fart, because defending your home is fart. And therefore, defending your city becomes fard, and defending your country may become fard too. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allahumma jalli nuran fi qalbi, wa nuran fi qabri, wa nuran fi sam'i, wa nuran fi basari, wa nuran fi sha'ri, wa nuran fi bashari, wa nuran fi lahmi, wa nuran fi dami, wa nuran fi idami, wa nuran fi asabi, wa nuran min bayni yadiya. ونورا من خلفي ونورا عن يميني ونورا عن شمالي ونورا من فوقي ونورا من تحتي اللهم زدني نورا وأعطني نورا واجعل لي نورا وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم